Hey, church fam, you made it to the Church Fam Podcast. Here, we break down passages from the Bible and dive into topics as we explore the Word of God. We see that he prioritized discipling, whereas oftentimes yeah. now you may see ministries that formula is so um, outreach and so get butts in the seats, like, focused. Yeah. Whereas Jesus prioritized his disciples and that's what created the impact you know what i'm saying where then when he was able to yeah. go he was able to leave his disciples for them to spree- preach the good news mm-hmm. and so now now i see that so much where i see so much of a numbers focus how many people were at service today you know yeah. seven thousand oh last week was 10 you know what i mean but it's like <laughs> but uh not at our church but uh <laughs> but the key the, the thing i've learned is like how important it is to disciple the people around you like mm-hmm. that is like your most important ministry and oftentimes that could be your house you know what i mean so if you're a father if you're are uh, if you're a husband and a father then your ministry is first at home because mm-hmm. that's where the people if you can raise up your children in the way then they will they will continue to preach the gospel throughout the years then you pour out into the disciple the the people that are right near you in ministry whether that be friends or uh, people that are you've just known, even if it's the one friend that you disciple, like that is so important um, yeah. than trying to just go get this like like immediate gratification that comes from just like oh I I spread the gospel to you know twenty thousand people you know what I'm saying where yeah. sometimes the one person that continues to go and is actually transformed and actually continues to spread the gospel um, mm-hmm. and then who do they spread the gospel to it's that's way more impactful than just having yeah. that gratification of that one moment where you had the number you know what I mean yeah. And it kind of goes into the whole 30, 60, 100 fold of what was sown kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, it, man. It, it multiplies. 100%. And you also see, like, uh, if, if there is a larger church that is successful, and what I mean by successful is you have people who are growing and maturing spiritually in the midst of a large congregation. Yeah. Usually they have really good small groups. Yes. Where people are being discipled on a personal level. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Man, I've seen megachurches do it great where they literally have, like you said, the, the discipleship, they have small groups, they have all these little different things that are because they pull, you know, they have that delegation and the leadership that's in the, the Jethro to Moses style. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, yeah, that was my, that rant was definitely not an anti, uh, <laughs> anti megachurch <laughs> rant. It was more so of just like, sometimes we can get wrapped up in numbers. Some do it yeah. well, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Some people get wrapped up. Cause you could have, you could have a small church in the country. That has no discipleships and it's absolutely trash at discipling. And it's the same thing. People yeah. just show up and sit in the pew. Yeah. And same then thing. Go barbecue. Yeah. You know. You got. You got. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's definitely the Facts. heart. Yeah. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> but man, with discipleship, man, uh, you almost want to. You almost have to prepare your heart. Uh, discipleship is not easy. Mm-hmm. <sighs> it, it. You're. Sometimes you lose valuable friendships over that. You know. You see people who you really pour into and then they don't take what you are trying to give to them. You know what I mean? Dude, I've had... I mean, and Jesus experienced that with freaking Judas, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't call him that. Yeah. No, he is... I'll fight fight, fight him if I ever see him. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I had friends who just fell off, you know, and Mm. had friends that tried to disciple, do the opposite of what I tried to uh, counsel them to do. Um, You ever feel like you like did something... Like, cause you have like, you can, as humans, we're always gonna be flawed in our process. Right. So mm-hmm. no discipleship looks perfect. Right. Besides Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. But have you ever personally like discipled in a way that you could look back and you'd be like, I was wrong. And I saw that that wrong discipleship led to destruction. 
for anyone out there that has never discipled and they're like, man, how do I disciple? Like maybe like a what not to do? I, I definitely don't know if I've discipled in a way that led to destruction, but um, definitely when I came out of the, we've already talked about the unhealthy church I was a part of previously, but yeah. um, that was a very crazy time for me. And so I probably did deal and disciple people in a way that probably wasn't the greatest because mm. I was still trying to figure a lot of stuff out at the time. Yeah. Um, which I mean, is probably a good piece of advice too. Um, if you're young and immature, um, or in a season where you've been seriously pruned and you just kind of need to get your heart right with the Lord, might need to step back from that. Yeah. Get, get yourself, um, kind of set up with the Lord and running with him too, and then just continue to disciple and realize when you're discipling people, you're not, you know, you're not controlling the outcome of their lives. You're really just in their lives for a bit of time. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you're a piece of the puzzle in their life that God is using to continue to form them like Jesus and hopefully po- point them in the right way to go. So I love that, but it's so important. And then like a key heart posture, maybe in, re- in regards to discipling in a way that you've seen, be the most successful quotation air quotations mm. rephrase that again heart posture yeah like what would be like the key component if you could say hey young believer like you can go forward and disciple because that's what we're called to do mm-hmm. here's how you should do that here's i would make sure your heart is fill in the blank here before doing so or would it be more of a practical tip like i would make sure that you're full of the word you know what mm-hmm. i mean first for sure yeah. yeah yeah make sure you know the word um because you really don't want to end up like you were kind of hinting at earlier, be end up messing someone's life because you you yourself, I don't know, haven't been matured enough to disciple someone else. Yeah, um, that's pretty important, especially with nowadays we're we're seeing this phenomenon where there's all this spiritual abuse mm-hmm. coming up yeah. in all sorts of different ways, and it's not just sexual, you know, yeah. in nature. Oh man, you mental. There's this, yeah, it's or, like uh, mental, verbal. emotional, verbal, yeah, um, manipulative, all this sort of stuff coming out, and you want to make sure your heart's right before you start discipling someone. Um, <sighs> that you when. When Jesus, um, literally, when we start chapter 18, it's who is the greatest. You want to make sure you have these sort of things figured out to where you're actually serving Mm. the person you're discipling and not... Ooh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, bro. So, because what happens is usually people kind of puff themselves up and they're like, like they have control over these people. Like they're their minions or they're trying to make them their mini-me's or their puppets. Um, And that's not how you should view discipleship. It is washing feet. It is. Oh, um, dude. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I it's know, getting I know your hands dirty. When I've made my biggest mistakes, it was literally that like I, w- I needed them to I needed them to verbally show me that like I was I was right. You know what I mean? So like I would almost need that confirmation of like, oh, say it, say it, <laughs> say that you're saved. <laughs> say it <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like yeah. it, it was like i mean i drove a lot of people especially in vermont like I had a lot of homies that did come to christ and um wh- whether you, whether you may think so like it was legit or not like i mean that they turned away from christ and i and i don't take that as like um it was all my fault you know what i'm saying but there, yeah. i definitely see some things that i got from that season where i was like I was so young that I needed to almost be affirmed in the discipleship that they were being discipled. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sure. Whereas I think in past in past podcasts, you described the the discipleship process being like like a doula. Like we are not mm-hmm. here to ha- to force them to drink the water. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We are there to to carry them 
and then to and and especially as brothers and brothers and sisters in Christ carry their burdens, but then throw them at the feet of Jesus to where they'll find their actual answers. Yeah. And so for me, I was like, so I was so. What is the expression? Gun, is it gung gun ho or gung ho? Yeah, gung ho. Gun gun ho. Gung ho. <laughs> gung ho. Yeah. <laughs> Cut. Pause. <laughs> Gung, I'm not even gonna use the word anymore. I was so ze- uh, zealous, passionate, yeah, so intense. Yeah, I was so intense about. <laughs> I was <laughs> pause. So I was so intense <laughs> about making sure that they would actually be like, like. Um, so if I was walking them through a situation, I'd be like, "So you know what I'm saying, right? You know what I mean? And maybe not exactly in that in that in that tone, but and they'd be like, "I'm not gonna say that." I'm like. Then what did I just talk to you for for 30 minutes? You know, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, I don't want to say that because it's not my reality. I'm like, what are we talking about then? You know what I mean? And I would be so offended by being like, you didn't just hear anything I just said. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's the, that's because I needed to feel like I was their solution in a way. And uh, that's, where, that's where my immaturity was. Whereas now sure. I'm like, I'm going to bring you to the word as a homie. And I'm going to try to guide you to Jesus as your solution. Yeah. Whether or not you find it, whether or not you take it the best thing that I could do is I can never be your salvation and I can never be your sanctification, but I can bring you to the right place to find that. Mm-hmm. And that's where it takes a lot of that burden off. It's still heavy because sometimes yeah. it does feel like you're talking to people for years and years or hours and hours. And you're just like, sometimes it is. And you're like, you're yeah. not hearing anything. Nothing's clicking. Nothing's yeah. sticking. You know what I mean? But, it, but it, they're still worth it. Absolutely. You know, and even in our mat- immaturity, God, God can move even in the midst of very unhealthy places and unhealthy people. Mm. Um, he can He can move and save and deliver and heal. Mm. He could do all sorts of crazy stuff because at the end of the day, we're all imperfect. Facts. I still mess up, make mistakes, say things in the wrong heart posture. Yes. Um, but yet, he, somehow, God still loves us so much, and He ministers through these instruments that just are imperfect. Yeah. Somehow, that's like His will. It's like He how likes to minister that way it's crazy yeah. But, yeah i think i like what you said there too is that you do still make mistakes because oh, yeah. then that's the other side of things uh, paralysis by analysis where like yeah. then you feel like you can never say anything to anyone yeah because you feel you have such like an anxiety about not knowing things because mm-hmm. we're always not going to know things right yeah and that not knowing should drive us further into the word and further into our intimacy with christ absolutely but yeah also don't let your inadequacy um rob you from discipling yeah, because I, I think that's probably a tool of the enemy, right? He can make us like paralysis by analysis or um, insecurities can come up to where we think we can't, we can't be used by God. We can't minister. But then you look at these 12 guys that Jesus took with him, his Dude. <laughs> ministry journey on earth. Yeah. It is wild to think the grace he had towards them. Still now, they're still struggling with unbelief. Oh, literally, and Peter, Peter being like... <laughs> You are the Messiah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, like, I'm, I'm glad you got that, Peter. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, and then I'm gonna rebuke you, Jesus. <laughs> and then we just read the whole. You have little faith, so they're still yeah. dr- struggling with unbelief and all that. But. Yeah.